Hi. <laughs> Welcome back to Wandering into Wellness. <laughs> we are in front of a door. This the door is a special door. It's the magic door of hope. Um, it's so lovely, actually. It is so lovely, isn't it? And like the messages we've got, um, what have we got? So keep the planet green. Mondays for Mother Earth. Climate justice will happen, dot, 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 hopefully. With mass rebellion, we open the door of hope. Boom. I love it. Yeah, that's, we don't have to read all of them off, but that basically is it. Mass Rebellion is what we're here for. This is Rebellion yeah. Week and Extinction Rebellion is, you know, they've ramped up to a, a week-long protest. They've taken over a chunk of Merrion Square. They're doing loads of actions for the week. And we've been talking to some of the um, the main kind of people within it, the coordinators and the activists here who are, you know, making real change in their own lives and, and like doing a lot of stuff on behalf of us. Yeah. Like, oh my God, they're like doing the work that we should be doing. We should be like standing down and like, giving them praise and washing their feet and giving them bread yeah and instead of that we, we're not really doing that i mean so many of us are excited and are part of this and hopeful for change but so many people are mm. are kind of reticent to join in with the action and to be a part of that change and kind of almost looking down on it right and it seems like the only people who aren't reticent are those people who are actually you know here on the ground doing the work there's not a huge gang of them but this is what like one of the extinction rebellions um like core principles is it like it only takes three and a half percent of the population to make mass change um yeah. We just have to hope to God that they're going to get there, that we're going to get there, essentially. And it's not a they, and that's the problem. They're being treated like an activist movement, same as all the others, as opposed to like, no, no, this is you and me and everybody. It's like... Well, it's another ring, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's that same thing of like climate change is something that's happening like over there in the different countries and not in our country, but it's completely relevant to us. I mean, we're a small, tiny island nation. We're surrounded by sea. Yeah. It is a problem. Yeah, and the seas are rising. Um, yeah. So yeah, anyway, um, this is another interview for, that we've taken from Extinction Rebellion Week. So I hope you guys enjoy all of the content we brought you and uh, tune in. See you in a bit. Hey guys, welcome back to Morning with Wellness. Hello. Finn and Lydia as per usual. Um, we're here with Kieran. Hello. Uh, who is one of the coordinators of Rebellion Week uh, as part of Extinction Rebellion's uh, takeover worldwide of uh, cities in order to enact change and, and to help to kind of bring awareness and attention to make people just stop what the hell they're doing and, and put down their tools and sure yeah i mean it's a big part of what we do is uh, awareness raising so many people right now do not know the extent and the scale of the crisis that we are facing so through our disruptive actions um we are we are spreading the word and making people think about it and spreading the science and the facts okay and how do you think it's going is that like is is, is it is it going to message is yeah. it working yeah i mean absolutely we the kind of media coverage that we've been getting um has been really really substantial over the last uh, five six days over rebellion week cool. putting our case forward saying urgent climate action is needed and it's appearing in newspapers like never before thanks to groups like extinction rebellion and the climate strike okay wicked and are you seeing like so when you say you're seeing appearing papers like what what do you need to change and how quickly i mean as i understand it like uh, based on whatever bit of tiny climate stuff that I've read yeah. there is we've got like 12 years till we have to have a zero carbon economy we've got two years till we have to like stop the rise isn't that right or less maybe even a year and a half well yeah I mean right now people are dying from climate change so yeah. you know the time to stop is now we need to work towards zero emission um, in a just and fair way globally all together immediately because this isn't some disaster or crisis that's coming down the line in 10 or 12 years this is killing people now. Yeah. So we need to start adapting our societies and getting to zero emissions now. Okay, so so what what do people do? People are watching this, people are listening. Like, What's the actual immediate action for them? The most substantive immediate action they can take is to come out and join groups like Extinction Rebellion and demand um, 
change at a political level. Okay. You know, uh, fossil fuel companies are polluting our, this planet to death, and we need new laws, new regulations that bans the burning of fossil fuels. That has to change at a government level. That's why we are here outside the doll, putting pressure on politicians to change the laws, ban fracking, ban exploration of oil and gas, ban banning, uh, ban the burning of fossil fuels, phase yeah. it out as quickly as we can in a just and fair way. And go on. I think that like one of the major things that I'm hearing is families saying like, we're really busy, we're sure. trying to just keep our families alive, we're going to work, we're looking after our kids. What can we possibly do as a family to affect change? And they kind of feel like it's helpless and hopeless and so they do nothing. What is? What would you feel about that? Like, what can people do in their small homes yeah. that can really make changes? I, I completely understand that kind of feeling of helplessness. This this crisis feels overwhelming. I think we've all experienced that. I think everyone in Extinction Rebellion has had that moment of feeling, this is overwhelming, what can I do? And I think it's about finding like-minded people, banding together, uh, making connections, uh, talking about it, um, sharing thoughts and feelings, and then finding ways to go out and, and challenge the norm and, and be disruptive and try and bring about change. That doesn't mean for everyone getting arrested. I think that that's that's a part of it. But for many people, we need we need food to power the revolution. We need meeting organizers. Uh, we need trainers. You know, we need stewards. And at the end of the day, you know, people are very busy. Even just an hour of your time, even just half an hour of your time to even just come down and say to, to rebels, you know, good on you, keep going, give them a morale boost. Even that's huge, you yeah. know, and we really appreciate it. So what is the sort of numbers of people that you've seen coming down here? Do you have any gauge on, is it the amount of people that you were hoping to get down here? Is it less? Is it more? Well, the amount of people that we need to bring about transformative change isn't hundreds. It, it's thousands, even tens of thousands. Those are the kind of numbers we ultimately need and that we need to build towards. I think what we've seen from this week is a huge increase in awareness of Extinction Rebellion Ireland, our aims, our demands, and also the science that we need to get to zero emissions as effectively and justly as, as possible and that that's a big win from this week and we can really build from here yeah what do you say to people who criticize um, Greta and her voice and the voice that she's had and, and, and they, that they you know sort of from what I can understand suggest that essentially she's sort of like almost like a paid chill that she's been sort of put up there to make people feel bad about it and in order that that, that those powers that be make it make it known that things are being done or make it feel make it appear as those things are being done what do you say to people who are criticized that? like they're not all I, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised at some of the voices who are critical of her mm -hmm. I think I think it's really sad when people criticize Greta it's mm -hmm. uh, it, it would be embarrassing if it wasn't so serious um, mm -hmm. But we'll notice in how people criticize Greta, they don't criticize her about the science or the facts um, of what she's saying because she facts checks ex extensively. They're not criticizing the fact that she's saying we're headed for climate breakdown, that we're headed for star you know, starvation, mass sea level rises, and that our children won't be able to eat food within their lifetimes. You know, mm. They're criticizing her for uh, all sorts of other things apart from the like facts. Like to the message. They, they, okay. Because they, 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 they can't compete with the truth. Mm. And and that's something that's really apparent in the people that criticize Greta. Yeah, okay. They so don't engage with the science yeah. because they can't. Yeah, at this point it's become in, in irrefutable. It's funny yeah. because in like the mid-2000s, I remember lots of debate on, on radio where they'd say, you know, they'd have like climate, they weren't even called climate deniers at that stage, but those who were like, yeah. you know, felt that the idea of climate change wasn't sure. either as a big a, as big a topic as being made out of or that it wasn't like caused yeah. by human actions or whatever. But that seems to have like just evaporated at this stage. Unfor right? Unfortunately not. I mean, we still okay. see the president of the United States yeah. is a climate change denier, you mm. know, and 
that's really unfortunate because yeah. you pulled, pulled the United States out of the Paris Accord and no country in the world is on target to hit their, their Paris targets. Mm. But I agree with you, there has been a change. But what we've seen, let's, let's take Ireland or the United Kingdom, for example, where we have seen that to just be a climate change denier totally is now outside the mainstream. So you don't see them on TV or radio as much as you did. But what you do see now is climate delayers. Those people who were deniers are now delayers saying, oh, don't worry about it. We'll get tech solutions. This is 56 years away. That, that is just as dangerous to us now because it still ends us up at the same place as climate deniers, which is no action and a climate catastrophe taking place. So for me, climate delayers and deniers are now the same thing. They're okay. one and the same. Yeah. So we announced a climate emergency here. What was it? Is it nearly a year ago? This was yeah, just it? after the first uh, re international rebellion back in April. Which yeah. is amazing. So that shows yeah. that the power of the change that can be enacted by, by this sort of activity. What what have we seen in terms of like results based on that? Like, ha Have we seen the government taking a different view? Have you seen different versions of legislation, legislation being viewed in different ways, mm -hmm. being considered different ways as a result of it? Um, in, in Ireland, absolutely not. I mean, okay. the, the, we just had we just had the budget here in Ireland, which um, you know, for for so many of the crises that we face in Ireland did abso absolutely nothing. I, I think, if I recall, it was something like nine million given to cycling, but sixteen million given to appalling greyhound racing. You know, oh, and that that just wow. shows shows you the kind of the government's priority on this that the status quo business as usual has continued, and that's why groups like Extinction Rebellion, like the Climate Strikes, are are out on the streets and growing in numbers because. Um, the, gov the government isn't taking the urgent action it needs to. And uh, Pascal Donoghue came out and said during the week, well, some people were happy with my, my climate move, some people were unhappy. That means I get it right. But, unfortun <laughs> but unfortunately, you can't, you, mm. yeah, you can't negotiate with, with science, with mm. fact. We, j just kind of tweaking the edges and going, some people just don't agree with me, so I must have gotten it right, isn't what we need right now. We need to look at the science mm. and, that, and we need policies in accordance with that, yeah. not wishy-washy halfway houses. And are we seeing any countries that are like getting the Paris Accord right? Any of them that are like sticking to that? Like, is there? Or, or who, there the, are really the few and far examples? between. If you okay. want to look at some examples, Costa Rica is a really good example of a country that's really turned itself around, invested in renewable energy, reforestation with the right kind of uh, of of trees that they're planting, not not something that grows really fast and can be stripped out. Made of hardwood from, stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so Costa Rica is a great example. Denmark's another good example, running uh, almost entirely on renewable energy. You know, it, it can be done. Uh, let's just, you know, the Netherlands for cycling. You know, all these solutions are already out there. We can just take them from people who've already trialed them and incorporate them into our society. It's, yeah. you just, we just need to take best cases and implement them as best we can. Uh, and, you know. and is the resistance to change, do you think, uh, is, is it because of the lobbying strength of the industries like fossil fuel industries? Yeah. Is that what, that's really what it comes down to? I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a huge part. That's a huge part. Also, I think we have, as many countries have a political class that's disconnected from the average person on, on the street, you know, from what, what the average person's facing, whether that be uh, whether that be healthcare, transport, infrastructure, but the climate emergency is as well. You know, they they have a, a priority which is which is political, uh, but they're they're not on the front line. It's not in general their houses being flooded. It's not their businesses that are going to be washed away by rising tides. You know. Um, and, and so they, they, they struggle to, to take action on it that's necessary. Yeah, okay, cool. Listen, we better like wind it up because I think it's about to get noisy behind us here. I uh, really appreciate you taking time sure. and Thanks. best of luck of the week. And like, I, I'm just amazed by the strength of the volunteers that like, mm -hmm. 
the like the cerebral engagement with this and the like the level of just knowledge about you know and commitment to community yeah which really seems to be the key Uh like like what you're saying is if we can draw from the strengths of all the countries that have done well it's about banding together as a community it's not about individual countries now and individual nations it is the one world that we need to all work together and these little micro communities that we're making that's where we strengthen those bonds absolutely and I, i would say as well like on a personal level for people if you're feeling kind of bummed out or wondering what to do Try and get into an Extinction Rebellion group, make a connection, talk to people, and you know, you'll, you'll find communities who think like you, want to act like you, you know, yeah. and that can be really helpful as well. Yeah. Cool, nice one. Thank okay. you so there much. You thank you for your interest. Thanks very much. Nice Daddy guys, thank you very much for watching. Come like, subscribe on YouTube and Spotify, and where else? Uh, YouTube, Spotify, the podcast app iTunes, all those things. Anyway, <laughs> cool, cool. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, best of luck and make action, make, ch- make change now, like right now. Thanks. Thanks, everyone.